Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Uncensored podcast brought to you by Saturday Day Down South and Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host, Chris Marler. Chris, big rivalry. Woo. Can't even say it. Rivalry week. Rivalry week is tough to say. It is. No. Um, yeah, it is a big week. Uh, also, let's not get in just the games. We have breaking news that I'm just going to say is news at this point. And okay. we're going to like speak it into existence because it's going to happen either way. Um, Lane Kiffin, the new head coach at Auburn. Yeah, I mean, it's, it certainly seems to be trending that way. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like we're not going to record on Friday anyway. So, I mean, I'm just assuming this is exactly what's going to happen. Um, I mean, it's a big week in general, but I don't know if you stuck around for just the the incredible theater that happened on Twitter yesterday. This is why I hope Elon Musk doesn't fuck this up. Because what happened? So, so like news breaks last night, right? Um, Lane Kiffin has a press conference. Somebody asked him in the press conference, they say, hey, uh why have you not signed your extension yet like it's been on your desk for several days we gave it to you before the arkansas game you go up to arkansas you look like shit um why have you not uh signed the extension yet i'm trying to pull up the uh the whole thing he doesn't give a um he doesn't give up a uh doesn't give up an answer for that um and just says that like like some weird roundabout thing. And then that night, someone brings up a story um, and says, it was it was on Twitter, right? And it, at first, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. It says, damn it. Hold on. Here you go. John Sokoloff says, breaking. Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin uh, is, is plans to step down the Rebels um, as the Rebels coach Friday and head to Auburn to become the Tigers' next head coach, according to sources. Sources say the Tigers haven't officially offered the job to anyone yet, so Lane to Auburn is happening story soon. So that, there's no way that would ever happen. Why? So they're going to play their game on Thursday. He's going to step down on Friday, and then Saturday Auburn will be playing – a game knowing like I, I feel like Auburn would want to give Cadillac Williams his moment in that game before they would announce something. Why? They're not gonna give him a shot. Also it's think about that. he's an Auburn guy. You can't just totally he's an Auburn big day. No, so this is this is what's going to happen. And this is what I said last week. I said that so I told you guys that that they were gonna lose to Arkansas and he was gonna leave what like why would they have looked that bad against Arkansas? And, and so, hold on, let me look at the entire story out and tell you why it's going to happen. One, this is the same guy that broke the story about John or Cohen, I guess, the AD, leaving to go to, um, leaving to go to uh, Ole Miss. I'm, it's like from Mississippi State. Same exact person. So, what ends up happening at this is then Lane Kiffin <laughs> responds and sends a tweet that says. That's news to me, John, with a palm on the face emoji. Nice sources. And then he, then he sends a series of emojis. It's like like, like a circle with a cross through it, a purple devil horns, oh, yeah. a chair, and then a dinner plate, which means I'm horny for Thanksgiving, I think. Okay. I could be wrong. Yeah. But then Lane Kiffin, in the most epic way possible, then he writes a... 
Entire printout says this just in breaking news. John Sokoloff of WCIB News in Starkville, Mississippi, plans to step down as lead anchor and head to WLOX to become their new lead anchor. Sources say WLOX hasn't offered the job to anyone yet, so John to WLOX is happening. Story soon. He 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 typed all that up, printed it off, printed it off, and then took a picture of it, and then posted it to Twitter, <laughs> which is just again the theater is incredible. But here's the thing: here's why I know he's going to go. He's going to Auburn because if you talk to anybody close to Auburn, like sources, sources. They are all in the in the belief that this is going to happen. It's going to happen by Friday. Um, the reason why is because by Sunday, after you lose the Iron Bowl, um, they are going to they're going to want to like uh, hit the ground running with recruiting with everything. Um, also, you've seen this happen before. Lane Kiffin accepting the job, leaving, then going in studio. Going on game day, going on, going in studio to, to CBS during the, uh, during the game itself or during halftime during the pregame. You know, they'll do that. You know, mm-hmm. that they will do that. And you know that he will do that. That's why I think he's going to go. That's interesting. I like the theory. Yeah. I mean, plus like, it, like, why hasn't he signed the extension? What, like, what bothers me too is that Ole Miss is now it's good for Ole Miss in a certain number of ways because Ole Miss has now put themselves in a position where they have they have like raised a bunch of money for NIL. Um they have they have like all this extra money in terms of that. They have I don't know, like like they've they've offered him close to ten million dollars a year. But if you're Ole Miss and you're offering ten million a year, it's it's kind of like what Michael Luker said the other day when we were on here, is that you kind of deserve, you deserve some commitment out of this dude. Right. That's what I don't get. That's like not in his MO though, over the course of his career. So, well, that, that I, I agree. I mean, at this point it's, it would seem weird for someone. I mean, look, it's, it's happened before, dude, trust me. Like college football, especially it's not over until literally like they're up there with the new Auburn visor. Did they off, did they have another coach that wears a visor? Who? Oh, uh, Malzahn. I feel like they got a lot of visor guys at Auburn. Anyways, I don't know. Just Terry? Terry, a visor guy? No, I don't think he did. He, they have a much different body. <laughs> um, Well, they still got a game to play on Thursday. Maybe that's the first game we should cover here. Yeah, I'm in. So Thursday night, 7 p.m., Thanksgiving, ESPN, Mississippi State, 7-4, and four. At number 14, Ole Miss. These are old rankings, I guess. These are the old CFP rankings. We're recording this on Tuesday, so those have not been released yet. Um, Ole Miss, 8-3. and They're favored by 2.5, total 59. Um, So they faced off every single year since 1944. Um, Ole Miss has kind of gotten the better of uh, Mississippi State over the course of the last decade. They've won 6 of 10 overall. They've won each of the last two seasons. Interesting matchup here. I think everything has to do with just where the headspace is of the team. Right. Yeah. I like I would take Ole Miss. I mean, I would take Mississippi State. Yeah. It just that and it just seems like a total spot play because if you look at the the matchup of the two teams, I mean, Ole Miss. Look, I get it. Last week was the the Auburn stuff was hot and heavy, and I, 
you know, you had a team that can just run the shit out of the ball. Yeah, but so could Ole Miss. Right, right. But that's like that's how they got gashed last week. Arkansas just gashed them, and I don't know that Mississippi State really has the ability to do that. So no. maybe that helps you out in this game. And Mississippi State's run defense is 97th in the country in yards per rush allowed. So everything would point to the matchup, and it's a home game. Um, now, For, where, where's it at? It's at Ole Miss, and no. and Mississippi State has been outscored 88 to 39 in their last three road games. Oh, well, then I would probably take Ole Miss. But that's why, and that's why I say the other thing, though, the home team has won just two of the last seven in this matchup. See, I don't think that matters as much. Um, this is a I great think, game. Yeah, like the, I think it's a great game. great game. Yeah, I think it's a great game, and, and I just don't know where the head is of Ole Miss. I'd probably, if I was actually, like, betting this, I probably would just stay away from it. But Yeah. I um, I maybe tease the over and then also take it Mississippi State. Like, I don't, I don't know – what Ole Miss's secondary is going to look like. Uh, we've seen them get gashed on the ground, like you said. I mean, I think it's also crazy. I wish that we had a, I wish that we had a uh, like an in-house t- like statistician, statistician, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and and like a, like a bear Felica that could tell us when the last time three players ran for two hundred plus yards in a game. Right, because you had the the Arkansas, you had Rocket Sanders, and then yeah. both Evans and Judkins. Yeah. Um. I'm going to say you'd think, too, that if Kiffin is leaving, he would probably tell the team before the game. Oh, hold on. Here's the other thing, too. Out of all of this stuff that's happening last night, you have this Auburn, you have this Auburn like, like Twitter space, not like Auburn After Dark, like where memes is running it, my buddy Auburn memes, um, but like, like we're like legit like um, media people are running it. Okay. And they're going through and and – and they're show like you know they had a couple of Ole Miss guys in there, and they're showing stuff where like Jackson darts like people people like are like tweeting stuff out like there's no reason for Kiffin to even take the field if this if any of this is true, you know by this Thursday and like Jackson darts dad is liking all the tweets, um hmm. and and going through like like which I know this like all of this sounds like so sophomoric and stupid. <laughs> Side note, but but like this is but how that's Kiffin. But that's, and that's Kiffin. just Kiffin, yeah. Right, and but this is how we also break news now. Like this is how all of that happens. Also, side note, maybe the best part about all this is when Kiffin tweeted that out about how he wasn't going to Auburn, and he's like, "That's news to me." You know who one of the first people to like it was? <laughs> Brian Harson. Oh, <laughs> and that I mean, just like, uh, and Harson doesn't really seem like a Twitter guy. No, and if Elon Musk, if you fuck this up, I'm gonna be so mad. That's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's gonna be just that's gonna be a fun game. You know, it's Thanksgiving night. We've had a few beers. You know, maybe I don't know what the night game is in the NFL, but that's gonna it be a great. Matter. Like yeah. if you're still watching that over the Egg Bowl, you have some problems that we need to talk about because right. this is this is like perennially perennially it's the best game here like it, it's the best game like maybe of the weekend it, like these two teams hate each other too like they really hate each other we also need to get into you know what we should do we should talk about the origin of why each one's called the like the the whatever you call it the egg bowl yeah do you know why it's called the egg bowl no because in mississippi so um in mississippi back in the day when they first started playing this game um the economy was so bad under Jimmy Carter 
that uh, they couldn't afford a trophy because Mississippi's like extreme. So they would just play for a carton of eggs. And then the teams would have to split up those eggs. They would hard boil them because they didn't have enough uh, um, fire at their respective Wow, they were, lacking, they were lacking fire back then. It was, yeah, the economy yeah. was that bad under Jimmy Carter that fire was yeah. – couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't afford any fire in the state of Mississippi. And so they would just – they would hard boil the eggs, and the, the loser would have to eat them after they uh, expired. Wow. Yeah. You guys are learning a lot on this episode. That is touching to say I know. the least. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go jump into the Friday games. Uh, this is, we don't have to like dive into this game, but it is a ranked matchup. The winner gets to host the AAC championship game. Tulane is just fun. Yeah. Six and oh against the spread on the road. Yeah. 13 and three against the spread in the last 16 games. They got a fun offense. Playing Cincinnati at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's like doesn't lose at home. I know. Since he's minus two, do you have a pick on this? We don't have to like dive into it, but I mean, I would I think take I'm going Cincinnati Tulane money line. I, I would take Cincinnati because they're at home. Like, I, like they yeah. they don't. They're a little bit different when they play on the road. Like they they are they lose a lot. Um, like they don't score as much at least on the road. Um, they float under the radar. They're just a solid solid program, I guess. At this point, I wouldn't even say team. They're just a solid program. With what they're able to do, especially after losing nine players to the draft, I mean that's insane. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I do think that Tulane, like last year, you can't really compare. It was two totally different teams. Um, since he was a lot better, Tulane was a lot worse. Yeah. But I just think that uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop uh, Ty J Spears. Yeah, that dude is fun to watch, man. Um, I watched him. He's he's averaging seven yards a carry, basically. So I'm going to go two-lane money line. I think I, I think they take the upset here. Okay. Um. All right, Friday, also, 3.30 on CBS, Arkansas. This sucks. Missouri. This pisses me off so fucking much. This, like, this, this game makes me madder than anything else in this conference. Why is that? Because, because like, what it used to be, for years and years and years was you would, you would, you would have Thanksgiving, right? You would watch the egg bowl on Thursday night, Friday afternoon. It was an early start. So for me, it was always like you either got done with your family doing like fucking shopping or some shit. Or if I was at my dad's, it'd be like, you get done doing like all like the labor in the yard and, and having to like, just it's like, there's like nothing worse than raking leaves. Cause they're going to fucking fall again. Especially when you're, it's like not your lawn, even though it is your lawn, but you're a child, so you don't it's, own the yeah. house. I don't give a shit. So you're just like, there's nothing worse than when you wake up on a Saturday ready to watch football, and your dad peeks his head in and he goes, I could really use your help in the yard today. Right. Like, oh. Cool. I bet you could. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, My dad used to go get help from like a quick trip and pick up um, Hispanic yeah. people for um, and pay them. And then he would uh, he would pay them. He would pay me too. He would pay them more, which I always thought was kind of a slap in the face. Right. He would pick up people and pay them $10 an hour and then pay me $8 an hour. And the $8 an hour I would make was always paying off something I owed him. I didn't know I owed him. Well, yeah, that works off the, the cell phone bill that you owe me since August. I'm like, okay, cool. You should have started a social movement about that. I just like, stopped talking to him. Unappreciated sons. Yeah, we can do that. I mean, I started a podcast instead. On, we're underpaid. <laughs> As instead compared of social to our movement, brethren, I just I just started therapy instead, and that's been just as helpful, I guess. 
Um, no, <laughs> so he's like, but no, like, like that, that is the worst. But see, the good thing about this game was it would start at two 30 and, and this would always, this would always like make me so happy because I'd be like, I'd be like, Oh, let's go and watch the game. And he'd be like, well, we'll go at halftime, Chris. And I'm like, no, like also we're raking leaves in the fucking backyard, old man. Like no one's even going to see our backyard. This is stupid. And so we would, we go in at two 30 and then the game would start. And also this was always like a great game. I feel like I remember like, it, you know, especially like, and I'm specifically remembering this game just from 2006 and 2007 when it was Darren McFadden versus, versus LSU. Um, but like two 30 start, it would end by darkness. So you didn't have to go back out. Like, but it was, this was like, and then like at three 30, like Nebraska, Colorado would come on, which was always some kind of weirdly good game too. Cause it was a big 12 game at that point. I think this one purely boils down to Arkansas got the big win they needed last week to get bowl eligible. They're yeah. on the road. Missouri needs a win to be bowl eligible. They're at home playing great defense this year. Give me Missouri outright. Let's do it. I think just all underdogs, huh? Yep. Love you the underdog in the next game? Hell no, brother. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me ask you a question. If Missouri makes a bowl game, that is blank. Maybe exceeding expectation yeah. for this particular year. Yeah. It's weird because they're they're like in spots they've looked really good, right? Like they, you know, they had the, the game against didn't they beat Florida again or they lose to Florida? They lost, but I believe it was close. Okay. Maybe. Um I mean, they like the game against Georgia. I feel like they got they got somebody, and I forgot who it was. It doesn't really matter either way. But like them getting to six and six, I feel like is a pretty big feat with what what they had going up against them. Um, they got kind of hosed against Kentucky again. Um, also, think about that too. Kentucky's one very lucky win away from being five and six. Yeah, and fighting for their life against Louisville. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna lose to Louisville. <laughs> I'm so excited for it too. That I mean, anyway, but no, I, I think I think that uh, that, that Mizzou, like what Eli Drinkwitz has done, like everyone made fun of him getting like an extension, all that kind of stuff. But that's a program too that's like you got Luther Burden. You had a top 15 class last year. You might you have a chance to do, um, you know, see what Eli Eli Drinkwitz can do on the recruiting trail. I guess you want to go to a bowl game, but at the same time, like if, I mean, maybe you just let him get on the recruiting trail and 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 go at it instead of instead of getting to a bowl game. I don't know. I'm going to take Arkansas to win because Sam Pittman on the road is a lot a lot better than than people think. Okay. Uh, last Friday game, 7:30 ABC, Florida, at number 19, Florida State. <laughs> minus and they're actually number 16 now but minus nine and a half is the line right now total 58 um florida's four and is an underdog this year including people, outright wins over utah and texas a&m where's this game being played this is in tallahassee tell nasty yep uh before saturday's loss to vandy florida was three and three and against the spread on the road um, the way I look at it, they're one of those road wins. Is I, I don't, I think way too much was put into that Texas A&M game. I mean, the, half the team was out, and they're awful in the first place. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too impressed with that road win. Yeah. Um, they live off of explosive plays. Florida does. 
Florida State on defense is one of the best teams in the country at, at stopping explosive plays. Um, so exactly. I don't think, yeah. Um, Florida State's been blowing out a lot of opponents le- lately that are, granted, not as good as Florida, but they, it's given them time to rest a lot of their guys down the stretch here. Florida can't stop the run. Florida State has five straight games over 200 yards rushing. Um, Man, I hate to do this because I don't normally do this, but I think Florida State wins big in this game. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Ventrell Miller, Florida's best linebacker, out for the first half after an ejection for targeting last week against Vandy. Getting an erection? Um, If – Florida State comes out strong and and is up, you know, 10 to 14 points and can get a big lead and force Anthony Richardson to become more predictable. I don't think Richardson will do well in that situation, and I think Florida right. State can roll in that situation. And, I, and ultimately, Florida's defense is the reason why I think Florida State will definitely win this game. I just don't think they're very good at all. And well, and if I'm strong, we, we strong. strong. We strong. So we we both you guys went to three straight national championship games in '98 to 2000. Yeah, only one won them. That happens. Yep. Um. Okay. Okay. So I like the Knolls. Give give me the Knolls big 38-23. Nine and three regular season. I took the under seven, so lost that one. Happily. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let me ask you a question. What do you feel about Florida, like in your bones? Honestly, if I didn't have direct family members that went to Florida, it would be much, much worse. Okay. But the hatred is very strong. Yeah. Um, what's your le- What's your worst memory of Florida, Florida State? My worst memory of Florida, Florida State is the only game I've ever been to in the swamp uh, was my – sophomore year and it was at florida and it was oh god i'm looking at it right now tebow game i believe the the tebow year 2005 yes 34 to 7 (laughs) yes (laughs) and we just got absolutely destroyed the fans treated florida state fans like they were just complete peasants on earth like just the worst like and i'll never go back to the stadium um (laughs) Unless it's like a hundred percent guarantee we're gonna win the game. That's the only reason I would go. Um the stadium sucks. It does suck. And, I, like, and listen, like people, Florida fans, love you guys to death. We got we have some great Florida fans. Our caller is my favorite. The swamp sucks. This the swamp, like I, I will never forget walking into the swamp for game three of a season against Tennessee, and there was a hornet's nest in one of the areas, and I was like how do you have a fucking hornet's nest? And like, no one has seen this. Like they had no idea what to do. Like we're, we're like approaching game time and they're like, I don't know what to do here. Like, like, I mean, somebody comes out with like a fucking like Bartleby Jones comes out with a, what do you call it? Like a hazmat. Suit <laughs> Just like, like, what are we fucking doing right now? Um. Yeah. So I, but yeah, I've got many family members that went there. I love them all. So I can't, Good total hatred, but if I didn't, they'd they'd far outpace Miami. They probably still do, um, to be honest. But yeah, what's your pick okay. on this game? I like Florida State. I don't think they cover the spread because I think Florida has too many the ability to have uh, too many what do you call it um, explosive plays. But mm-hmm. 
I like Florida to keep it close, but I like Florida State to win. I think this is a big, big, big moment for Mike Norvell. And I, I tell you what, I, I think that like the LSU win, I mean, think about what that LSU win looks like now. Because like if you're an yeah, LSU yeah. win, all we've heard about is how like, oh, it's a one point win. Like even Dan, even Dan was like, you know, if you go for two, you win that game. If you go to overtime, you win that game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, y'all don't know that shit. Y'all right. look like y'all look like trash for most of the game. Yeah. Yeah, like, and, and, and get, you got to give credit to Florida State. I think Florida State going, God, we're going to be unstoppable as a fucking uh, podcast if both of our teams are good. Um, Dude, hey, I'll tell you what. Actually, we're going to be hate. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And we've never had it because since the day we started doing podcasting together, even before this one, yeah, it was right before the Florida State Alabama game in 2017, oh, and that was the only time when it was like, hey, both these teams, it was like the game of the century, whatever. Goat, the greatest of all time game and Florida state has been awful since that moment. <laughs> yeah. It's been bad. <laughs> it's, it's been real bad. Um, no, but I do like Florida state to win. I, I like what you said last week, man. I like the idea of Florida state getting this win, going to a bowl game and getting 10 wins. I think that'd be awesome. I like, yeah. I will say this. I hated Florida state in the nineties, hated them because I, I, I don't, this is not, I don't even think opinion at this point. It's just fact. You guys beat up on shitty teams. Like you yeah, guys played yeah. in the ACC. And that's like, a, that's like when Wake Forest wasn't even like Wake Forest now, which mm-hmm. is like something to say. Clemson was garbage back then. Yeah. Um, NC State had, uh, you know, uh, Isaac Holt or was it, was it, who was it? Tori randomly, Holt? randomly the good teams in the division back then or in the conference were like UNC and Virginia. Okay, so Virginia was legit, and not yeah. just because they beat you guys in 1995 with the Barber Twins. Yeah, but 97, yeah, like, but but 97, um, UNC was like up in the top five, like like yeah. that first ever. I was saying this the other day, the first ever college football video game that came out. I was UNC for my dynasty like every year. I'm fucking dominated. Yeah. Play, play, play like Idaho and shit. Um, but no, oh, by the way, that was the worst news ever this week. That yeah, NCAA football is delayed a year. From coming year. out, that is absolute bullshit. There, 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 there's going to be something completely devastating about this. I, I guarantee it. Like, yeah, at, at some point next year, they're gonna be like, yeah, unfortunately, we're just not gonna be able to get it done. Like, all the players are gonna come out looking like Spencer Rattler, or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, every single player is gonna be just like, a, That's like when you create the, yeah, when you used to like, create the player, and it was like what? just the faces are just yeah. Why is everyone seven feet tall? It's gonna be like, like when you played NBA 2K when you were like like in middle school. You're like, All right, this guy's gonna be seven feet tall and 120 pounds. Like, okay, cool. Like, so how Chet Holmgren was last year uh, for Gonzaga? Like, that's gonna be the whole fucking thing. Right. Um, so <laughs> I just I do I do kind of want to live in a world where they make a game and it everyone does look like Spencer Rattler. Okay, uh, let's get some history lessons though about this Robert. Do, do they call it the Sunshine Showdown? I don't feel like anybody calls it that. It, no, nobody calls it that. But okay, that is so the official game, name. This game started in 1958. Um, Florida has a commanding lead, 49 to nothing. That's not right. No. That's the largest victory. <laughs> I was like, we've <laughs> never won a game in this series. All of them got, <laughs> got wiped away because of Peter Warwick, it says. Yeah, yeah. Um, Florida leads 37, 26, and 2. That's, it's kind of surprising because they haven't played more games. Yeah. Um, only well, we've 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 only been uh, like that when it started in 1958. I believe that's when we actually became a co-ed university. Sick. <laughs> Which is why everyone's always saying like Florida State has no money. We don't have a huge like 
lineage of people that went to Florida state where there's like a lot of old family money. So it's just going to take time, but yeah, it's, we haven't, it's not like a long lasting, like Auburn, Georgia type rivalry at all. You guys lost seven or you lost 16 of the first 19 games to them. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I mean, that was before you were live. A couple of nine, six games there. Nine, three. Um, Classics. Look, <laughs> that was a classic. You remember that one like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. No, I do. But th- this game in the 90s was so much fun, too. This game was, like, fun because, it, like, it, it felt like Florida State didn't play anybody. But at the same time, they had to play Miami and Florida at the start and yeah. finish of the year. So, um, yeah. I'm taking Florida State. What's the next game? Saturday. Oh, they don't play for a trophy. Says the game started out as a a bet made between friends who went to each university, with the winner getting a new pair of painter jean shorts from Old Navy and a pack of meth. This is a pack of meth. What is a pack of meth? It says I think now they used to sell it in packs. Oh, they used to sell it in packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says now that they play um, still for the meth. They still play for a pack of meth, and it says for a year long. Uh, subscription to free Wawa hoagies. So that's pretty cool. I, if they're still playing for meth, I I don't feel good about Florida State's chances because Billy Napier looks like a meth addict. He does. Or dealer. Yeah, dealer, probably dealer, dealer and addict. Much more yeah. dealer. Yeah, he's yeah. got a haircut. Like he he definitely sells drugs. Right. And he also like he also has to wear all that like like Jordan hoodie and shit like that. So he's always in like Jordan sweats with that yeah. haircut. Like he yeah he basically he, is think, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Like hot take, I think Billy Napier has sold Jimbo Fisher's son drugs before or fake drugs. <laughs> hey, I, another hot tip here. Speaking of this game, Jimbo Fisher's son oh is a high school, kicker. rising high school senior next year. He's yeah. a kicker. He was on Florida State sideline as a visitor last week with Jimbo's wife. They still live in Tallahassee. How weird would that be if Ethan Fisher became Florida State's kicker and Jimbo, who's been fired from AM, has to come to Florida State to watch the games in person? That would be awesome. Also, <laughs> what a weird, what a weird back and forth. Like, like when I was in when I was like going through this and like in high school, my back and forth weekends, like like oh, I gotta go visit dad every other weekend. It wasn't like going to Tuscaloosa on the sidelines for like like that is a bizarre like yeah divorced family setting right there yeah it is very um all right let's move to the saturday games 12 p.m on espn georgia tech at number one georgia 35 and a half point favorite georgia total 49 um i mean obviously georgia tech's coming off the big win over unc last week yeah they've played a lot better under brent key they have um and something about this game tells me like georgia knows they can basically play their like d game and still win this game and brent key is like hey if i could put up a real good fight against georgia maybe i can actually get this job what bothers me about this for georgia tech is that their offense is awful and Georgia's yeah. defense is really good. Yeah. Um, also, Jeff Sims is not playing anymore, huh? No, I think he basically, the rumor is that he says, yeah, I'm transferring, so don't play me. Yeah, that's smart. Um, don't talk to I just you. don't see, I don't know what the team total is for Georgia Tech. Yeah. But wasn't 
Kentucky's six or 13 and they went under. I think Kentucky's got a better offense than Georgia Tech. In total? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's hard to do. I don't, you don't like, I don't, you don't see a lot of team totals under six and a half. I mean, by the way, like, I think I might take the under. I'm going to go 45 three, Georgia. Yeah. I think that's fair. You know, what's, what's, and also, again, let's think about this. They're not going to show anything. This is a Carson Beck game. This is like, like, get Setson Bennett, get Brock Bowers immediately to Bosley hair care immediately. Get him there immediately. But then also, it, this is like get them out of the get them out like at, before the half or before halftime. Um, oh boy, uh, what's going on? I'm trying to find I'm trying to find this tweet that somebody had yesterday that I thought was a really really good point. Um, and it was about it was about how Kirby and some of the stuff that he's been able to do, um, like as a as a defensive coach because we talk about all the time I, I, like. We talk about all the time how great teams are offensively and how great of a mind. Like I say it all the time about Sark and Kiffin and all that kind of stuff. And Bill O'Brien, how those are the top three offensive minds in all of football and always will be forever. Bill O'Brien for probably number one. Um, If anyone's listening and wants to hire him as a coach. Um, But two, like we don't talk about that with Kirby at all, which is kind of weird. And I, I just, I don't know. Like he's, he is a, like Georgia has, has given up less points this year somehow um here you go it's pulling up right now um oh boy it says this is good this is good radio um and he took it down cool um but basically they've given up like around it probably wasn't true probably they've they've (laughs) given up like 10 points per game on average for like like 32 straight games right um they've given up like under a certain amount like and listen tech is not a good opponent uh, they ran to the ACC because of a fight with Alabama and, and Bear Bryant in like the sixties, and they've never looked back. Um, I just I think that like this is a like it, Georgia has to play in the, like Georgia man like they're they're going to win the national championship. I, Georgia fans get that right. Yeah, I mean, I think most people get that. Yeah, so that sucks. I don't even know. I have no other points to make after that. That's so, what's the official pick? Georgia. Big. All right. Let's take a quick time out to talk about some of these spicy plays by Texas Pete. Texas Pete has the spice and flavor that's kicking this football season up a notch. If you haven't tried the original hot sauce or their new traditional barbecue sauce, run to grab yourself a bottle today. Visit TexasPete.com for recipes and hot apparel. Plus take 20% off your entire order with promo code uncensored. Win big with Texas Pete when you sauce like you mean it. Chris, Texas Pete dust, dude. Texas seasoning right here in my hand. This is gonna be the MVP of Thanksgiving. If you listen, I'm putting this uh, on my popcorn. Yeah, put some put some dust in popcorn. Here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get some of that dust. I'm gonna put it in each of my hands, each of my hands. Right. Put, I'm gonna pour out the Texas Pete dust like the LeBron thing. Put it in my hands, and the moment your uncle starts talking shit about politics, I'm gonna throw it in his eyes. Texas Pete, I mean, it's good for several things. Blinding people and taste. Right. Uh, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself, Chris. Um, <laughs> so whether it's for Thanksgiving, the holidays, maybe you want to give some people some some Texas Pete gear. Maybe you want to give them the hotter sauce, which is mm-hmm. phenomenal. 
uh, texaspeed.com, 20% off your entire order with promo code uncensored. All right, next 12 p.m. game, South Carolina at Clemson on ABC. Clemson, 14.5-point favorite, total of 52. I think there's a lot of eyes on South Carolina in this game because of what happened against Tennessee, obviously. Right. Which I would describe as an out-of-body experience for Spencer Rattler. (laughs) As in, I don't think that he'll ever do that again. Oh, personally. Okay. Um, Clemson's got a really good defense. Tennessee does not. So, I don't know. I, I think there's going to be a lot. I think this this number will come down. And if it comes down to 14, I'd probably take Clemson there. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Clemson as well, as much as I hate it. Uh, so, South Carolina has seven wins, huh? I, by the way. I want to I want to give one more shout out and tip of the cap because we're not going to let it go. I've seen Tennessee fans all week talking shit about like to South Carolina fans like enjoy the Belk Bowl. Ugh. Nothing is going to take away from that win a week ago, and it was awesome. It was awesome for everyone. Um, Nothing ever. No. Um, this has actually been dubbed the Palmetto Bowl because uh, each team used to play for a Palmetto bug back when they neither team could afford groceries. They would eat bugs. Like, um, you ever seen Bug Life? Hmm. I mean, uh, Bug Juice. Bug Juice, show. yeah. I've also seen Bug Life. Yeah, so Bug Juice was a show on Disney Channel. It was like real world, but for kids. Um, yeah. And and it was based off of this rivalry. It was Color Wars. So there were only two colors they could produce in old steel mills. That's where they produced colors, was in the steel mills. And um, yeah, it's this is a pretty pretty historic rivalry. They have uh, it started in eighteen, started in year eighteen, says. Oh wow! <laughs> what were they using for uh, the football back then? Just I, I, I thought it was it's, more it's of just, a. They would hold it in a, like a lightning bug. They would put it in like a little canteen, and they would run okay. around with it. They okay. killed several bugs, um, and finally PETA had enough and made them start. Uh, um, having actual cockfights. I'll never forget from the 19 team, Moses Abel. Uh... <laughs> oh, Zebediah. <laughs> I'll never forget that connection. Zebediah to his Ezekiel. Great, I mean that, and that was basically the Sammy Watkins to Taj Boyd, right? Like of, of it was an unstoppable connection. Really, it was an unstoppable force, much like the plague. <laughs> Fair. Um, I didn't know all that. The history. I mean, I knew of the uh, the Moses kid, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been playing since eighteen, which is like this. A lot of times you'll hear of like the Deep South old driver. That's because. They don't like Clemson doesn't consider themselves the deep South. Hmm. Yeah. So did they move Were they originally was Clemson originally in like Jerusalem? So back before Pangea. Okay. That's where they had the, the, the low country and the, and then the Democrats. Okay. Yeah. So this, this is actually and where that's the, why we have inflation. That is why we have inflation. Okay. Cause Clemson's in the high country. Ah, they smoke weed. A cool. lot, they do a lot of drugs, a lot of psychedelics. 
which is why Dabo says some of the stuff that he says um, and why Charlie Whitehurst had that long hair and Kelly. I mean, um, uh, Kelly Sunset. Ripa, Kelly Ripa. He she was a quarterback there in the seventies, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, this just, okay. All right. Uh, game? you remember the 2004 game where they came down the hill and like South Carolina was waiting on them. There's like still like one of the most ridiculous pictures. Oh, I've that ever giant seen. fight. Yeah. One of the most ridiculous pictures I've ever seen is like from that game. And there's like, there's a guy on the ground, like covering up his head and his helmet's off. And there's like a, a guy like going to kick him in the head and his like, it looks awful. What's with the like insane, like, I feel like that rivalry low-key has like the most hatred of any rivalry. No, it's, it's a Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State. Okay. Yeah. You probably are. Also, Bama Auburn, they had to stop fucking playing that game for like 40 years because of all the knife fights. Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like every other time these two teams play, there's like hel- helmets swinging at each other and things like that. But all right, Louisville at Kentucky, this one. 3 p.m. on SEC Network. Kentucky a three-point favorite. Total 43. It's going to be an ugly, mucky game. Uh, first, I want to know about the rivalry history okay. in this game. Because... <laughs> um, this So, it, it doesn't show it for football. It shows you've, already, it's, you've already got this pulled up? Yeah, I've got, I've, I'm, I'm trying to right now, but it's only showing basketball. Um, which says a lot about where these program these programs are. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um. Why does it? Why does it say football? I don't understand. Now, now it just Wikipedia just took me to the sport of football. So I, you know, much like whoever, by the way, whoever wrote all these, is like they're just. They're they're just coming from like Bama Auburn is their only reference point. Like the South Carolina was like much like Alabama Auburn. This is a very very intense rivalry. It's a, this one says much like the Iron Bowl, Kentucky Louisville is all the more intense because the two schools have consistently been among the nation's elite men's basketball programs for the last fifty years. Um, there is a name for this rivalry. I can't remember what it, what what it is though, and I can't find just football. I don't know why it wouldn't just show me football. <clears throat> anyway, um, biggest win. 73 to nothing. Ooh. That's all. Go ahead. I heard this was the uh, Redbird Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because they, so they used to give, what they used to do was um, the winner would have to give the middle finger for a full year. And his, his, his finger would both get frostbite and also sunburn um, to sure. the other team. So, and they would actually, actually, I'm looking at it right now. It says the loser had to do that. So the loser would do that. And do it in traffic, do it at the um, right here. It says the flea market, all sorts of places that would get them into trouble, um, and uh, and have issues with public settings. So yeah, so they would have to do it like from no matter where they were, they would have to give the middle finger out to somebody. That's why it was called the Redbird. Uh, it was hence adopted by Louisville in uh, 1946, I believe. Yeah, they've only um, played 32 they, times. They, they've lost so many times in a row that they right. just people just started calling them like the Redbirds. And so as the ultimate fuck you, they just made it their mascot so they could constantly yeah. have a middle finger up to Kentucky. How about, how about this? I'll give you a, a – I don't. this cannot be right, but it says it is. These two teams didn't play from 1924 to 1994. 
there's the record books are mixed on this rivalry. Uh, they they always we don't really out, know, honestly. They they always say in this rivalry you throw out the record books, and that's mainly because neither school had um, literacy rates uh, until the most recent pandemic, and so most of the books you they weren't even legible. You couldn't even read what was said in the books. Right. This is yeah. just I knew that through lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a historian of the game. And Lore was one of my favorite Lilith Fair performers ever. Yeah, that's fair to say. They will never be royals. Uh, Saturday, 3.30. Let's go to CBS. Did we pick the game? I got I got Louisville. We we gotta get our yeah. shit there. People are, this is like rivalry week and we're just making a mockery out of everything. Louisville money line. Yeah, same. Saturday, 3.30 CBS, the Iron Bowl. Auburn, a 22-point road dog. Road Total dog. 49. Uh, Auburn's defense been playing pretty good lately, playing hard for Cadillac mm-hmm. as a team. Got them boys. Um, this opened as a 26-and-a-half-point line for Bama. It's already down to 22. The under is 5-2 and two in the last seven games between these two teams. What say you, sir, happens in this game? Because I, I don't – if we're judging the merits just solely on Alabama and what Auburn is, you gotta, you'd got to think Alabama. But I wonder where the two headspaces are of these two teams. I, Bama – like, it seems like the years that they're not in contention for the championship, it's like when they use, lose to, like, Utah or Oklahoma. In a bowl game. Those are bowl games. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. But everyone you know, basically knows you know, this is Cadillac's last game. Auburn's going to be jacked up. Are they? I'm, I think I like the under the best out of anything. Yeah. And I'm going to take Auburn to cover. But I would take Auburn to cover too. I think Bama, uh, excuse me, Bama is a 20 plus point favorite in the last several games. This is where they, they were 20 plus point favorite to, to A&M both years. Um, didn't cover that. They were 20 point favorite against Auburn last year, barely won. There's been several games like that where they were a 20-plus point favorite. And, I mean, Texas. Like, there's been a lot of the situations where they've, they've looked like shit after being such a huge favorite. Here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get. Like, I've heard this nonstop. Like, if, 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 if this is going to be portrayed as, like, this only matters to Auburn. Like, I do think there's a contingent of Bama fans that don't give a shit. Um, that, that are going to come out here and or not come out, not show up to the game and sell their tickets and there'll be some Auburn fans like Auburn is going to Auburn is going to Auburn is going to Auburn. They're going to go out here and, and, and just cheer them boys on and, and, and make sure they fight hard and see how the Eagle flew and all that fucking shit. At the same time, if you're going to tell me this rivalry only matters to one fan base, I, I just don't believe it. I know I don't want to get on a weird high horse here, but it fucking matters to me. I'll say that. I hope I like, I had a great time at Auburn two weeks ago. Uh, we picked out a winner for the for the event. Uh, oh yeah, one yeah. Are you announcing this now? Yeah, we can. Um, it doesn't seem like there's big enough build up for it, but this is huge. I mean, out of the thousands of people that yeah. submitted for this, how many? We're down to one. Um. Oh, this is nice. Uh, yeah, we we, are, we we got yeah we're down to one. This is this is the winner. I'm telling you right now. Wow. Okay. Well, 
You want to? I'm holding my breath. So, when you're ready, please. Um, okay. I'll just say go. the name. You got to be like, and the winner, right? Oh shoot, I forgot about that. Um, is there really a winner? Or are you just about? No, to there's a winner. It? Also, I got to taste it. Run me off here to taste it about Kristen Saban, and you're gonna. It, okay. So much. Um. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. Where's it? where the hell did it go? This okay. is unbelievable. All right. Give me give it give me the the what do you call? It? They've already picked it. I didn't pick it. Okay. Drum roll. From Anniston, Alabama, which is where my whole family's from. Dylan Gilbert. Dylan, congrats, Dylan. Goes to Mississippi College. He's from Anniston, Alabama. Um, Dylan Gilbert is going to be going to the game with me. Um, so I'm pumped. I'm, I'm, Have I'm you guys done a background check on Dylan? No, he didn't. <laughs> Right. My my exact instructions were: don't make it a hot girl, and don't don't get anyone that is uh, looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. He looks normal. If he if he like, so here's the thing: this game was legitimately put on like postponed for several decades because of all of like the fighting, like the the knife fights, the murders, all that shit, um, for an extended period of time. And what? Do we know if he's an Alabama or an Auburn fan? I do not. Okay. We should have him on the podcast, though. After, yeah, when after you guys get back, we should have him on the podcast to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to the game. Uh, he won. Uh, he won the giveaway. It should be. I mean, I'm I'm pumped. It should be fun. But like, but anyway, back to the thing. Um, I just I if if you're gonna tell me this thing only matters to one person or one team. I just kind of find that, like, I just think that's bullshit. I don't think that's real. I, I think it matters to both teams. I think it matters to that that like, like this is this is Bryce Young's last game as an Alabama football player. This is Will Anderson's last game as an Alabama football player. I don't know if they're coming out for Senior Day and they're doing any of that kind of shit, but I, both of those players who have an incredible legacy and and may may not have as much of a legacy when you think about like in years from now. Um, leading Bama to a national championship because they were both in their freshman season when they won national championships and Bryce wasn't the starter, but an incredible legacy. Um, and they're not going to play the bowl games, I'm sure. And I, I think, I think shit like that matters. And here's the other thing too. Auburn fucking sucks. Like they just fucking suck. Like, I don't care how that sounds. They're not any good. I, so I just. Four and one against the spread over the last five. Sick, dude. Cover the spread. I don't give a yeah. shit. If it, oh, yeah. Listen, here's the thing. With Aaron I, I I said this earlier today on Twitter, and I, and I mean it. I mean it more so even now, and I'll mean it more so. Like I told my my, my mom, like when we were leaving. Uh, we were You've leaving, never seen someone mean something more than this. I'm just saying, I've sat through enough of these that didn't matter. At, like to I think like to like to Dennis Francione in 2002, that like when you like. Like the cam back game, I sat through that. I saw the kick six. The crazy stuff doesn't usually happen in Tuscaloosa. The cam back game did. But here's the deal. There's only two ways to win this game. You either win by 50 or you rip out their fucking hearts. And I, I, I'm fine with either. I am fine with either. Personally, I hope we rip out their fucking hearts because I've never been to a, a, a Bama-Auburn game. I don't even know the last, like, 
really besides like second 26 i can't even think of like some real close games that i've been to as, as in my whole life that bama won that that were like nail biters at the end we either got against beat auburn, by especially. what's that especially against sovereign right yeah i mean the 2008 game was awesome um when tuberville walked in holding up seven fingers because they'd beat us six years in a row and they beat him 36 nothing that's probably my favorite iron bowl memory um yeah, I hope we beat the shit out of them. I hope I hope that we I hope we fucking humiliate these people. Ruin Cadillac Williams. Yeah. I, like I, listen. He, <laughs> I'm talking about third quarter up 30 digging up old tweets and and just <laughs> taking him to the woodshed emotionally, physically and mentally. I I hope there's there's been a lot of talk around the program in the past couple of days of like old players coming back and and talking about like like what their mentality was when they played there and how it's just not there anymore. And maybe it never will be. I don't know. But like, it's a great place to start getting back to that, especially going into next year, because you have nothing else to play for this year besides the iron bowl. And, and that is when people play you, they don't ever want to play you again, make them walk off the field and make them fucking physically and mentally beaten down to where they never want to play you again. And that's what I hope happens this weekend. I hope we beat the fucking shit out of these people. I'm at my mom's house right now, so I can't cuss a whole bunch. But I fucking hate these people. Love it. Yeah. Last 3.30 game here, ABC, number 12, Oregon, at number 23, Oregon State. Love that. Oregon State, three-point home underdog. Oregon State. Yes. Uh, Oregon State, though, 14-3 and in their last 17 games at home. Okay. Um, Oregon likes to run the ball. Oregon State, number one rush defense in the Pac-12. Like that for Oregon State. Like that it's a home game. But ultimately, if Bo Nix is healthy, which it seems like... I mean, he got the job done last week, but Utah was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I think Oregon will cover this spread. I don't want to you know, get into it too much like in terms of breaking it down, but I'll go Oregon 35, Oregon State 30. Yeah, um, I, I like they. So this is, well, it's not as much of a uh, a get back game, um, or a, a revenge game because Bonix wasn't there. But Oregon State won this game last time they were in Corvallis, um, and that was a year that Oregon won the conference and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think Oregon State's a, a very underrated team. W- what's their record, by the way? Oregon. Yeah, Oregon State. Um, I believe they have three losses. Eight and three. Yeah. So this is yet another win for me on the year because I said they would go over seven wins or six oh. and a half. Love that. Um, so this rivalry, it's, it cracks me up because it used to be called the Civil War. And in the most fucking liberal fashion ever, I will never forget having this conversation with my ex's mom who was like, I'm just glad that they stopped calling it the Civil War. Um, because it like of, of what that... Uh, what goes along with that? Um, and I'm pretty confident. I'm going to look it up just from the safe side. Uh, I'm pretty confident that Oregon wasn't a state um, when they when the Civil War was around. So something about that. the Louisiana Purchase, <laughs> just, just, which is why they call it Civil War game. Oregon football. Oregon. Oregon. Um, 
wait, where the hell is Oregon? They, they, yeah, they were not playing this game during the Civil War time. Um, anyway, I would, I'm taking Oregon. I'm taking Oregon to cover, not just because I'm bitter, uh, because I think Oregon is a better football team. And I think they're going to go on the road and and win this game. Like this is like a perfect Dan Landing situation because Oregon State's also like they're better than we thought, but they're also not that great of a team, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I got you. All right, night slate. Do it. Saturday, 7 p.m. ESPN, number six, LSU at Texas A&M. Fucking <laughs> A&M. and m ms four and seven, looking to avoid going four and eight. <laughs> four and seven. Oh, man. Uh, Ten point home underdog. I just don't see it, man. I, I think LSU just <laughs> blows them out. Yeah. I, I do too. I, like I don't know how they don't. <laughs> like, like, let here. Let's let's pull this up real quick. This I, I don't is, know how they don't either. They they're they're awful. They won twenty to three against UMass. That right there is. We didn't spend enough time talking about that the other day. That's pathetic. That's just so bad. The vibes are so bad. They're so bad, so bad. And I don't care. I don't know who Ethan Fisher's hanging out with this weekend. Like, think about this. They have not this this is true. This is this is actually a true thing. They the highest they have scored this season is 28 points against Ole Miss, against an FBS team. They scored they won 31 nothing against Sam Houston State in week one. And let's not forget that was like 10 nothing at the half or 17 nothing yeah. at the half. It was like not that like they have I'm 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 like I'm looking through this right now. I'm I'm blown away. I'm bl- I'm ge- I'm genuinely blown away at how bad of a team they have been. You even look at like like the here's a game where they scored 24, right? Cuz they only scored 28 once. They scored 24 against Mississippi State and and they scored one of the they scored a touchdown with a minute 34 left in that game. Like they they're a bad offensive team. They're a very bad offensive team. Yeah, I mean, that's just uh, – I'm very interested to watch the offseason for them, which will start, obviously, this weekend because they did not make a bowl. Um, yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of transfers out. There's going to be a lot of coach shifting there. Um, I'll be very interested to see what happens there. Um, By the way, you know as much as we make fun of them for their offense, they average 21.4 points per game. They're ranked 108th in the country. You know who's ranked 107th? Auburn. Kentucky. Oof. Auburn Drake 90th. Oof. Yeah. Saturday, 7.30 on SEC Network. Number five, Tennessee at Upstart Vandy. Five and six, Vandy. Yeah. Vandy playing in this game to win a bowl, to get to a bowl. Yeah. 14-point home underdog. Total 64 and a half. Listen, man. Joe Please Milton. Just do it, Vandy. Joe Milton is not very good. No, and I can't imagine the vibes around the program are at an all-time high. I mean, you know where they are an all-time high? Vandy. Vandy. I just want to see. By the way, you know Vandy got a two hundred fifty thousand dollars fine for their third storming the field. The fact that Greg Sankey actually actually fined Vandy for storming the field in the most polite way possible. I. That is like. I don't even, I'm not going to say it because I'm going to get in trouble. Don't, don't say it. Okay. Um, 
By the way, breaking news here, Trey Sanders has entered the transfer portal. From Bama? Yes. Okay. Why? Why right now? I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, last game here. Wait, so I'm going to pick Vandy to cover this game. I'm not. I am. Vandy has 118th ranked or defense in the scoring defense in the country. They give up 30, almost 35 points a game. Like, I love the story. I want it to happen. It's not going to happen. Stop trying to make fetch a thing. Like, I, I, I would love it. I would love it so much if that happened, but there's just no way it will. I'm riding the doors, baby. Let's go. All right, last game. It's a night game. It's a big one. Saturday, 7.30, ABC, number 18, Notre Dame, at number 7, USC. USC, a a five-and-a-half-point favorite, 64-and-a-half total. This is just a battle of two different types of offenses. Caleb Williams, by the way, we were talking about who's going to win the Heisman. It might be him. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I hate that. He's been really good. Uh, he was really good in that UCLA game. If they can win this one against another ranked opponent, they'll be 11-1. and one. I mean, essentially right there to get into the playoff if they could beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they're getting in if that happens. Absolutely. Um, Notre Dame loves to run the ball. USC can't really stop that. So, But here's the thing. In a, in a, in a setup like this, I'm just comparing the quarterbacks. Drew Pine is not good at all. No. And Caleb Williams is one of the best three quarterbacks in the country. I'm going to take USC to cover the five and a half. They win by over a touchdown. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take USC as well. I hate the five and a half points, but um, it's at USC. It is like last week. I think like, like the one thing I'll say as much as I don't, don't look at your phone. The last, um, they said don't. I'm not. Okay. Anymore. Um, the, the last thing I would say is like, like last week I said how, you know, USC and UCLA, it's not that big of a rivalry. Like, but USC is like, they're kind of like dickheads about the whole thing in a positive way. They will move on from that game and it won't be that big of a deal. So I don't think they'll have like that much of like a hangover. I think, I think honestly, in some ways, USC beating Notre Dame is a bigger deal for that program than it is beating UCLA, even though UCLA is a better team and a better well, I don't say better program, but like they're a better team um, this year. Uh, I think that beating Notre Dame is a bigger deal. I think they beat, they will beat them. They will beat them like in a, like, and here's the other thing too. Now everything's in front of you. If you're USC, like the, the new rankings, we're recording this on a Tuesday uh, against my will, but we are recording this on a Tuesday and the, the new playoff rankings come out tonight. So we will find out where like the rankings are and where USC ends up because Tennessee's gone, right? Like TCU is still there. We forget about them all the time, but TCU is still there. Michigan, Ohio State, one of them has to lose. Uh, where does this next team end up? Like, I think that if USC is a one-loss champion, there's zero doubt in my mind. God, if I swear to fucking God, if TCU – we need TCU to win more than ever. We need TCU to win more than ever, dude. Because if TCU – if oh, my God, I just realized that this is going to end up being – Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, and South and, and Southern Cal, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kill myself on live television. This is gonna no, be- don't do that, please. <laughs> it's like this is gonna just be do, the worst. Just do it off camera, please. Yeah, I'll do it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no, I just, I, I think like, it's just going to be awful if that happens. We need TCU in there. I don't care if it's a blowout. Like we need that in there. We need TCU and, and, and Ohio State. I talk, by the way, I mean, a be, I mean, a better playoff, the best playoff would most likely be Michigan, Ohio State, Southern Cal. And I mean, can you imagine if Georgia played Michigan and Atlanta, USC played Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl? That's, that's great. That's a pretty good playoff. USC Georgia. Do you think you you think one loss USC USC? champion? Dude, that was like the that that would be that was the biggest bet in Vegas. Yeah, before the season. That'd be the all time beat for the at the start of the year. I said I said Georgia and and uh and Ohio State. Kind of killed it. We're never gonna have another year like this. (laughs) Nah, you said Texas. Don't lie. No, I didn't shut up. You definitely did. You picked Texas to be in the playoff. What do you mean? I picked Georgia to lose to Ohio State in the national championship. Uh, but you picked Texas in the playoff, right? Flat out I did. But I also said Bama wouldn't make it. Dickhead. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, this is it. Uh, you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, travel safe. Good luck to your teams. Yeah. Also, real quick. Um if you are on social media and you're on Twitter, I know that uh, Thanksgiving and the holidays are a difficult time for everybody. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys as listeners and um, done this in the past, and it's not backfired, which is crazy. But anybody that um, is kind of going through it, needs to talk to somebody, my DMs are open. Uh, feel free to reach out and because um, nobody deserves to kind of go through some of, the, some of the terrible stuff alone, especially around the holiday season. So love you guys. We appreciate you all, and we'll talk to you next week.